Hey everyone, this is PJ, and this is podcast number 27. Uh, this is sort of a follow-up to something I had shared previously for our dating couples, how they can go about uh, developing their spiritual friendship during uh, COVID-19 and sheltering in place. And uh, Today I want to encourage our married couples, and of course this would be relevant to our non-married couples as well, but especially for our married couples, um, to begin to have specific conversations that will be conducive to building their spiritual friendship. Um, this is something that um, I, of course, can neglect as well, but um, this is something very important to our marriage and uh, something that in and out of season we have to be continuing, sharing about our spiritual lives and spiritual walk with the Lord. And... Uh, if that hasn't been happening, or if you feel like it's difficult to do that with your partner, it's important to know where you can even begin, where you can start to have this kind of conversation uh, with one another. So I hope that uh, today's podcast will just kind of uh, start you off in the right direction. And just to let you know that uh, if this is difficult, if this is awkward, um, you're not alone in that. And a lot of couples feel that way. Even even uh, seasoned Christians uh, feel that way very often. Um, and so there is a place for pastoral counsel to come in and for the pastor to kind of sit down and walk you through this with the two of you together. But for those of you who feel like you have the spiritual maturity to uh, jump into this and invest time into this, I would really encourage you to do that. And I hope that this will be a helpful guideline to help you do that. So having said that, I think here's what I would like to encourage you to do, and that is set aside one hour of quiet time for just the two of you. Uh, There's no TV, there are no children around, it's just you and your spouse for one hour, okay? And once you've established that time and you sit down, uh, make sure you have a notepad and pencil ready or pen ready and um, be, be willing to take some, be be ready to jot some notes down as you go. And the conversation will go like this. First, uh, you will both answer a question. And when one person is asking the question, the other person is simply listening. Okay, And perhaps jotting some notes down if you would like to remember some, some key things that the other person is sharing. And the first question is this. Is Jesus your Lord and Savior? Is Jesus your Lord and Savior? Now, for some people, the answer can be a very clear yes. Uh, For some people, it can be a very clear no. For some people, it could be, I don't know yet. I'm still figuring that out. Or I have questions about it. Okay. Then continue listening. Okay. Uh, What are your questions about it? Uh, So you said if your answer is yes, then what is that? mean? And if you say no, then why, why not? Who is Jesus uh, in your opinion? And just continue to listen to how they share about that. Okay. The key here again is listening and not um, having a debate or not trying to persuade or even just share your input. You will have your turn. So for, for now, you're just listening. And now the second question is sort of related. And, and that is, yeah, what does it mean when you say that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And here, uh, the way you can get a bit more specific is, uh, what did he save you from? Or what is he Lord over exactly? Okay, what did he save you from? What is he Lord over? 
what does it mean when you say that he is your Lord and Savior? And just um, share that out loud. And again, the other person is listening. And once the other person is done, you then can have your turn at sharing your answer. And the answers don't have to be long. Um, it can be as long as uh, you want. It can be as short as you want. It's really up to each individual. The key here is honesty and transparency and being able to share freely about what's really going on uh, on the inside in your heart and, and what your views on, on these spiritual matters are. Third question is, where do you struggle uh, to acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior? Okay. So, so you need to think about, okay, uh, in what areas of my life do I struggle in acknowledging Jesus as my Lord and Savior? Where do I struggle uh, to surrender lordship over to him? Uh, what are the things that I turn to for salvation? You know, when Jesus is offering me peace and joy and comfort and security, what are things that I would turn to more readily than Jesus for these things? so that I can escape to them when I feel like I need to be saved, saved from my fears and my anxieties. In other words, what are my idols that compete with Christ? All right. And again, you're sharing your end, right? You're not putting words in the other person's mouth. You're simply sharing your answers. And the other person, uh, again, you're being a gracious listener, right? You're not trying to uh, uh, accuse them. You're not trying to prosecute. You're not trying to add to the list of things that they should confess. You're simply listening. And and this is probably the most confessional part of the conversation. And this is very important because it leads to the, the next question, and that is, how can I be praying for you? Right? How can I pray for my partner, given what was just shared? And so you can infuse what was just shared uh, in question number three into your prayer, right? Because this person has just invited you to walk with them, to see them in their spiritual struggle and weaknesses, and inviting you to be their companion in this journey, to pray with you, to hold uh, accountable, and to come alongside with grace and kindness and gentleness, and to say, for better or for worse, I'm here to walk with you. Right? So number four and three are intimately tied, and number one and two are also closely tied to one another. This conversation, if you if you give yourself time if you, and include the pr closing prayer time as you pray for one another, will be well worth your hour. It will, it will probably take up a good hour and really worth uh, uh, the hour investment that you make. And this should be repeated, I would say, every few months just to continue to check up on one another. And of course, there are other uh, questions that we should be asking and we can be asking, like, like uh, how we're doing in our conflict resolutions. How Are we still heading in the same direction in terms of our future plans and goals? How are we doing in our community? Are we still forming a healthy community around us so that we are not going about life alone? All of these questions are relevant as well, but this is the most important thing and the, the, the question that you have to revisit the most often in and out of season. Um, so I really encourage uh, our married couples to go through this together. This is even something that uh, dating couples can and should go over uh, during this season um, through FaceTime and whatnot. Because again, the most important aspect of a romantic relationship is not the romance. 
it's spiritual friendship. Uh, because if you have spiritual friendship, romance would be added in. If you, if you have romance, but you don't have spiritual friendship, you don't have something that will anchor your romance when the romance fades. Okay. Uh, but if you have a spiritual friendship as a foundation, even when the passion seems to be fading and waning and you're struggling in, in the relationship, you have grounds for still praying with and praying for one another and journeying together through the ups and downs. That's why this is so key. And uh, this is one of the most important things that a, a couple should be focusing on. Um, and, you know, married couples, you know, as well as I do, we don't graduate from this. This is something, this is one of those basics that we need to continually practice. This is like the marriage version of flossing your teeth. Okay? This is essentially discipleship. This is marital discipleship, uh, growing together as followers of Christ, as husband and wife, uh, for better or for worse. And there's nothing is really keeping us from this. If anything, we have more opportunity to do this than ever before. So um, if you have any questions about this, please feel free to reach out to me. For those of you, again, who feel like you would like to do this with your spouse and uh, you, you're not sure how to begin, you can feel free to contact me. I'd love to help you. Uh, but before you do, just make sure that you and your partner is in agreement about uh, wanting to walk through this. Um, for, for some of you, you may be in a place where you are, uh, you have been a Christian longer, or you might be the only Christian, then this is something that you have to offer to them more unilaterally, just c coming from your end. And you want to be very gentle and respectful in, in offering this um, and be willing to just uh, listen to their answer rather than being corrective of their answer. And um, I think if you invite them into it that way, I think they'll be they should be happy to do that. But, but the point really is to share the most intimate part of you, the most essential part of you, which is your faith, uh, your, your spiritual identity with your best friend, your best friend potentially for life if, you, if you're dating and uh, in fact for life if you are married. So um, I really encourage you guys to, to jump into this conversation. Uh, again, set aside a good time where you can have a focused hour at least uh, to yourselves. Phones are off. Uh, you're, you're unplugged from all your devices and children are in bed or, or they're occupied and you're able to focus on, on this. And uh, as you do so, I hope that uh, you will not only improve upon your personal walk with the Lord, but also bear fruit in your relationship with your spouse because you're one flesh now. And, and now uh, growth in your spiritual life necessarily means growth in your partner's and your spouse's life as well. So let's continue to strive together to draw nearer to our Lord and Savior.